Hello and welcome to the Thursday show. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Oh, hi. And Dustin Henshaw. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> we are here on the Frontline Gaming Network. This is your weekly show where we talk about upcoming tournaments for the weekend. We're going to uh, talk about some a selection of tournaments from all over the world. Uh, it's very exciting. We're going to go down what you're going to see there. We're going to talk about what... Uh, I guess the players you're going to see, top-ranked players in the ITC, and then also maybe how to beat some of that stuff and also call our shots, see who's going to win. We never have to look back because we're always looking forward, and you know we're always right. Exactly. It's a pleasure to be here. We're always right. That's why we never need to reflect. Need to re- don't need to reflect on what we're right about. That's if you right. squint, we, uh, we get close. <laughs> Before we get into that, though, I do want to talk about that the LSO 40K Champs is hitting super major status. Check oh, out nice. the Frontline Gaming uh, Network's website. Get some tickets. There's also some hobby classes there. Teachers, none other than Duncan Toothin Coach Rhodes himself. You don't want to miss some of the stuff. It's going to be awesome. Check it out, including some of the products that are going to be there. Uh, you'll actually get to see some of those in the middle of our show when we take a cool. little station identification. That's right. But I'm excited. Those are some great events too. Great, great events. And uh, if you haven't been to like a class, like if you've never watched Duncan Rhodes painting tutorial, you can't paint. That's just I, I don't know what else to say. Like you have to watch at least one. You can't. You, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You, you're not painting models. Like makes on. it understandable. Makes it attainable. Yeah. You might pick up. A, even if you're a seasoned painter, you might pick exactly. up a couple of tricks that you did not know before. But that's one of the things. So with these types of events, you got some play stuff that happen. You got some hobby stuff that can happen. It's kind of like a big thing to come together. Some of the times you only see your friends or the the friends you make through Warhammer only two or three times a year. It's a great excuse to get out there and do it. Please check it out. Uh, links will be. I want to just put it on production in the show notes or go to the website. It'll be awesome. <laughs> uh, this is a live show. So if you're hearing this later on the podcast aggregators, we do this live every Thursday. That's kind of one of the reasons it's called the Thursday show. And I want to give just a, a huge thank you to everyone's already in the chat. Uh, Artemis, Steve, Nurgle, Matt, uh, Zebel. I'm, I'm you butchering you that. Uh, Sante. Thanks for joining us and already saying oh, what's up. We really appreciate it. It keeps us going. If you were playing in any of the events that we happen to mention, you have to be in chat and you feel bold enough, throw your list in there or let us know anything we might be missing about the events that are coming up. So let's go ahead. We have, we actually have four events to talk about this yeah. episode. So we might be uh, moving through it a little bit, Clip. May not. Um, well, we'll see how far we can get, how deep do we can get all of it. On this show, when we have such a pivotal change in the entirety of the game, we want to catch as much of it as possible. Mm-hmm. So we have four events from four four different nations on this earth to bring you to this week. It's going to be I, a great show. I love that. The first one we're going to talk about is the Bournemouth Brawl uh, in Bournemouth, England. Bournemouth? Mouth? Bournemouth? London. I don't know. 79 players, seven round event. This is so cool with this, with that number of players and then that number of rounds, you're going to get like some really cool narratives mm-hmm. and stories play mm-hmm. out. Uh, exactly so let's right. see what factions we're going to, we're going to see there. For the factions there, the Imperial Super Faction, there are nine sisters, four custodes, three Grey Knights, three Imperial Knights, Space Green Super Faction, one Dark Angel, three Blood Angels, one Salamander, three Black Templar, and two Iron Hands. Chaos Super Faction, there's two T-Suns, four Death Guard, three Renegade Knights, Xeno Super Faction, six Necrons, five Orcs, four Tau. The Hive Mind Super Faction, just five Tyranids. And then the Eldari Super Faction, there's two Eldari, two Drukari, four Harlequins, and four Assyriani. Meaning the Faction Podium is Sisters topping it off at nine. Necrons coming in hot in the second with six. And then Orcs and Tyranids tied in third with five. This is the new, the new book, but uh, Tyranids are still on the podium. 
Yeah, what a change, though, from literally mm-hmm. a month ago. Uh, Sisters and Necrons, where the hell did they come from? I mean, we, we know where, like, they've <laughs> been there the whole time, but that's a good 50%. I mean, for Necrons, that's like 100, 200% representation from, like, last month to this oh, you month. Oh, That's like 600%. That's usually, like, yeah, one. It's crazy. That, is, <laughs> that is six Silent Kings is what we're talking about. That is six about. Silent that's, Kings. Uh, Each yes. one of those lists started with 1,600 points to build the rest of their force with. And that's not hating, by the way. Y'all know how I feel about the Silent King. It's yeah. like, you, you build it, you use it, you deserve it. All right. Yes, that is one of those uh, blue chip items. Like you, you put in the work to make that Silent King, to build that Silent King. You use that. You use that sun. You go. You go for it. This this event, by the way, boys, is absolutely stacked. I don't know if anybody else has been following the tournament narrative that's been building this year, but the UK tournament scene has been gangbusters. Um, and so most of the top ranked, most of the top five players in the world are from the UK, are from the United Kingdom, and the top three in the world are all at attendance at the Bournemouth. Oh, that's going to be some fireworks. Spicy. Uh, but let's talk about those well sisters. Nine Adeptus uh, Soratas list. Now, we know that the the people, they've been kind of right there on the cusp. And then with the benefit of armor contempt in, in maybe just the sheer number of threats they can put on the board Mm. is that's what's supporting this, this number of faction right now. It's secondary. The secondary game got such a boost in Nephilim, like such a huge boost. They just, they can outscore opponents even if they are losing their models because they have so many good little training pieces. They are good at scoring not only the primary, but the secondary as well. And Adam really wants to say something, so I'm going to turn it over to him right now. No, well, so in, in Nephilim, a lot of people lost their ability to passively score their passive income of points mm-hmm. with the loss of Stranglehold and to the last vast majority of stable lists operated on a passive amount of points that they'd get per turn. The vast majority of factions lost it and sisters got it. So sisters can do very little and get a very big score. And that just means power in the game. Yeah, and they're already a strong faction, like in terms of, like I said, the training pieces, because they have, they have the units, the models, the model count, and the model strength to be able to fight any of the top armies right now. And now that they got the secondary game that a lot of other factions lost, like Adam was saying, it just boosts them up to like, not quite S tier, but pretty close, pretty mm-hmm. close. Well, seeing some other players gravitate to these these armies, I don't want to say it's easier to acquire those those secondaries because you still have to play the interactive game on the table. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it it certainly does seem like all things being equal, you might have the advantage of two or three points, which will equate into a win. You know? Yep, for sure. Exactly right. And when you are scoring uh, so well without interacting, it puts a lot of pressure on your opponent to make something happen. And of course, yep. you know, Paul, you know all about that. With the, the pressure Blood Angels and stuff apply, it forces mistakes. It forces mm-hmm. people to over or under invest on different portions of the table. And then you just start to expose people. It's um really strong. And to that segue, to that cause, the top two players in the world in the ITC right now, both at this event, both Taken Sisters. Let's, Let's see what they got. What do you have? Uh, first up, we've got Vic Vijay, number one in the world and in the UK. He's playing Bloody Rose Sisters. He's got a single battalion. Um, this is one of the things we thought we might start seeing a little bit more prevalently than we like in Nephilim, is that everybody's just taking a battalion. And I'll tell you, of the nine lists that we have for your viewing pleasure today, I think only one of them is not running a single battalion. So hmm. uh, it is what it is. Um, he's got I, two I do crusaders. think just a, a quick note on that is that I don't think mm. we'll see too many uh, like detachment choices like that, unless they're one of those factions or they're taking a character that gives them yes, some type of benefit mm. to, to, to mm. command points. Now, I don't know what yep. we're going to see for what we have highlighted, but I think that's something that, um, while those characters might even become infinitely more valuable 
uh, over the course of the next few months. Yeah, dude, spot on. Um, we have a battalion, of course. We've got two Crusaders and a Repentious Superior in the No Force Orc slot. Then we have Morhen Vile and a Cannoness for the HQs. Ten Novitiates, two by five Battle Sisters, a Dogmata, a Preacher, six Sacrosants, eight, six, five Repentia, one unit of eight, one unit of six, one unit of five, eight, six, six Zephyrim, a unit of six, two, uh, two into six, one unit of eight. What a two power to... pack between those two. Oh, look at that. Six, like it's a six pack. It's a six pack of doom. Uh, it's yeah. really, really, really scary. Um, two into five retributors, a single castigator, a freaking immolator, which I'm like, cool. Not the first time we've seen that. No, but it is still quite rare, isn't it? Um, yeah. And a single rhino to tote around the retributors. Yeah, boys, the immolator, yeah? Is that just because on the turns where you want to scout move a transport and you don't and you, and you need to have your retributors in the rhino you can put five repentia in the immolator go in and, and get them into the action and also that immolator is noted to have the auto explode um ability mm-hmm. uh, it's the only one that has it in the in the sisters codex so it actually adds a little bit of spice there as well what do you make of this package boys this is yeah. uh, I, the sisters list are going to look a lot the a lot more similar now. I think there's going to be like mm. a lot of three Repentia, a lot of three Zephyrim, two Retributors, or maybe maybe one, two Five-Mans is actually something we haven't seen in a little while because everybody's been moving more towards the Ten-Mans. This one mm. is more uh, focused on the punch rather than the survivability of it. And the rest of the list, just I feel like this is just good sisters. Like, everything good. Well, yeah, it, it, it feels like the aggressive portions write themselves. Like you are taking two mm. units of Repentia. You are taking two units of Zephyrim. And then the, the minutiae is in the numbers, is in how big are your squads? What are you using them for? Um, it's, it's got a six. It's got a unit, of, a unit of five, a unit of six, a unit of eight. So only one of those can go in the trans, in the emulator. He has a mm-hmm. rhino for the others, but only one of them can go in the emulator. So there is a couple of interesting things like that. Five retributors could go in the emulator as well and get scout moved for all we know. You you know um so there are a lot of options there but these are the things we need to unpack now but this just looks like it's sisters good stuff yeah all yeah, the i'm just curious how that list. castigator keeps creeping his way into list so what i've heard from sisters players is because they just need something that's going to hit you from their deployment zone yeah um everything in their army just is 24 inches or less for like or, or has to yeah. punch you right mm-hmm. um so it's just having one piece that at least like reach from my deployment zone to yours i figured it had to be point. something with deployment like you wanted to cover all those angles and then the vehicles mm. play into that i mean i grant i don't know uh but you know the angle game is very important in in warmer 40k right now especially with different terrain setups and and sets and uh, just thinking yeah, that way dude you're not wrong. I mean, but like you say, when you've got like three three um, castigators, it's really hard to keep them all safe on angles, like you said. Whereas mm. one, you can get, you can be like, okay, this guy's going to shoot that five man and those hammerheads can't see him this turn. It's going to scoot around this way next turn. It's going to shoot that one. Ahmed's kill still can't see it. Where if you had three, there's no way on, on most tables, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that all makes sense. The, guy, the castigator, like, I think when you're asking the sisters player, they were all saying, yeah, we just need something to shoot across the board. You need something to kind of create that pressure. The sisters list, they all are close range or want to get in close combat. And because they have a lot of non-interactive secondaries now, they want to have to force your opponent. Okay, you have to do something. And mm-hmm. when you do, I need something to be able to like shoot you off of it without having to commit anything as well. And then yeah. against uh, other assault armies, you find yourself, you know, like they'll push everything out. They just have a couple of units, servitors or yeah, you know, assault intercessors or whatever run around the backfield, and maybe a castigator is enough to kind of yeah, no, exactly. uh, start forcing checks on them. 
Exactly right. Well, let's transition over to Manny Chima, number two in the world and the UK, playing Sisters, a Bloody Rose Battalion. Oh. Ah, who would have thought? So refreshing. Um, <laughs> Repentia Superior in the No Four Zorg slot, Celestine and Morven Vale for the HQs, so dropping the Canoness with the, the Blessed Blade and all that goodness for Celestine. Um, Ten Novitiates, two by five Battle Sisters, so exactly the same as Vic's. Five Sacrosaints, so Vic has six. Three Crusaders, Vic has two. A Dogmata, is the same three units of seven repentia rather than the eight six five and then eight eight seven zephyrum so uh, quite a few more zephyrum than vic took and then the same two to five retributors a single rhino no castigator so the castigator points have gone and in, gone into no no uh emulator either Yes, exactly right. So the castigator and the emulator points have gone into more zephyrum uh and celestine I believe. Yeah, celestine I think is the main thing there. It's like mm. I think the zephyrum is just two more. Three more. Uh, yeah, yeah, three more Zephyrim. Yeah. It, Eight, the six, depth six, of six. squads means we're not putting them in any transports. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of the Rhino. So, you know, mm. maybe the, invest more a little bit heavier in those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This list seems just um, well, more managed, you know? Uh, Manny, Manny's got a flavor all his own where it's just like, oh, is this unit good? My amp goes to 11 for that unit, you know? <laughs> it's just tune it up yep. all the way. <laughs> um, mind you, he could be taking 30 Repentia and 30 of Zephyrum, but he's not because, you know, for the same reason, Paul doesn't take 10-man um, Sanguinary Guard units a 10-man Death Company. You just don't need it. It's a little yeah. more win is what I call it. You know, it's like yeah. you, you're, you've already, you're already going to get the job done with that unit. So, mm-hmm. you know, save... 90 points and put them somewhere else and some of them might score mm. actual points for you. Yeah, it's funny too because it, putting too many guys in one squad when they start getting focused in, you actually just have to start worrying about the morale too. Mm. How do you guys feel about Celestine and Morven Vile being the the kind of... What were the two guys in the Mighty Ducks? The the, the Bash Brothers? The, the Bash, Bash sisters, Brothers. The Bash yeah. Sisters of, uh, of this one? How do you feel about that? Morven Vile is an auto-include. Celestine mm. is still really good. I think she's got tricks. Like I think, yeah, I was gonna say. I think she's more of a tech piece now. When you when you blank your opponent, and we hear that, or well, at least I talk about this a lot. It's like when you we can make your opponent have to do double work. You know, there's only it's only a five turn game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so exactly it's right. you're giving yourself an advantage, and she she brings that without being a slouch in combat. And mm-hmm. I mean, can move can move far, uh, has abilities, can come back. I mean, what's not to yeah. like if you can if you can find points, especially you know when you're you feel like you're going to have enough of a distraction with all this other stuff in your list. Why not have her going around? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's, here's the question for you then, boys. In your opinion, between Celestine or a Castigator and an Emulator, which one would you put in your list? Yeah, I'd lean towards more of the character as well, I think. I think I would. And I'm not claiming to be right. But no, of course not. We we are we're just the we're just the people that talk about it. We don't know for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you boys feel about essentially the two best players in the world playing lists that are essentially different in a couple hundred points? They're very similar. It makes perfect sense. Like uh, a lot of those, a lot of the lists for top factions and even factions that just people not not figured out, but they have a core of like fifteen hundred points or so. That's just this is what you take, and then the rest is your own flavor. That's just, that's what it always ends up being. Yeah, and this is just perfect proof of it. Fair. Enough. We're going to see that. Well, let's move on to the third of these lists. This is David Gaylard. This is the third ranked player in the world and the UK. He's playing Leviathan Tyranids, single battalion once again. He's got a Broodlord, a Neurothrope, and a Flyrant. 
Uh, two units of nine and a unit of three warriors, so two fatty nines with all the trimmings. Um, a lictor, so uh, I, I, as soon as I saw the lictor, I'm like, that was Death Leaper. Um, yeah. He's got th three Tyrant Guard, two units of three Venom Throbes, three Zoanthropes, and he's still taking his two Harpies. Uh, I will note that I, that I noticed that both of them had the Stranglethorns instead of the Heavy Venoms now, so they're both really? not, ta not taking the extra, because they're actually at 30 points to take the Venom Cannons now. They are, take two yes. Venom Cannons, 15 points each, so he's saving 60 points there on his list by just not taking them and the strangle thorns are good they just they're just not good at killing everything like the venoms are if anybody's wondering when we're talking about uh, xyz ranked player uh we're talking about the itc rankings and you can follow mm. along with that and see how it changes each and every week uh there, i know they reference this on the the network and other shows but you can actually go to the website and see you know rankings for players rankings for clubs ranking for different regions of the world so when you hear us talk about the rankings and where a player is ranked that is what we're talking about on the mm. itc rankings a lot's been made of tyrannies following the changes guys what are your opinions on, on where they're sitting and how they're doing uh, I still think the Leviathan Warrior Blobs are ridiculously strong. I just played them myself yesterday, just uh, to, for one of my teammates to be able to practice against them, and they are—they may have gotten hit, but they needed to. Like they're mm. still strong the way they are now, especially the Leviathan. The durability and just the damage output is actually surprising for them too. These little guys are making four strength eight attacks, at negative two two damage. Mm. That's ridiculous, and they still have decent shooting. So they're already, they're, they're the core of the list. They're going to be in every one of them. They're really worth it. Flyrant with the Reaper, ridiculous. Kills whatever he needs to. Yeah. Tyrant Guard, keep him alive. Venom Throbs give you minus ones to hit. Zone Throbs give you invulns and mortal wounds. Like, it's just, everything mm. in this list is good. <laughs> are, are the Harpies yeah. still, I mean, as dominant and kind of to push up there and be those almost like distraction they're, units? I mean, they're bullies in the Leviathan. I'm assuming one of them has the Synapse upgrade, yeah. the other one has the 4-up invuln. So they're just bullies. You throw them in their face, they will do damage, and you have to deal with them. Otherwise, they're gonna just they're gonna run amok because they can start charging next turn and tying stuff up. Depending on what they're up against, they can they they're almost tech pieces as well because of that. So I can understand why he wouldn't put the venom venom cans on there. So he's not using them as much for damage. He's using them as harassing units. It's like the, mm. I'm shoving these in your face. Maybe getting engage points if I really want to. You can use them that way too. But you have to deal with these things, and they're not easy to. They're not easy to pull. Ah, so they can't get engage points anymore, can they? Because they're actually aircraft. Well, that's right. Yeah. They're actually aircraft. Yeah, yeah. that's so right. That's an interesting change. So it's just, it's um, literally just harassing them then. Yeah, it looks like this is this list is built to be more of a primary bully like it's going to get to the mm -hmm. the mid board and just be indomitable whereas yeah. you know we saw we saw tyranid armies in the past that just do everything well uh, whereas mm -hmm. this one seems like it's going to have a brick of warriors with character support and a unit of venom throbes and then a brick of warriors with character support and a unit of venom throbes and just operate in two kind of really hard to crack bubbles that you know a, a flyer can just go back and forth supporting where needed um i think it's good i think it's still extremely strong and yeah david's gonna do very well Absolutely. um i mean so, it's gonna so be hard these... to yeah, so Sorry. with these heavyweights there, I, I, I can't how, not how do you pick a winner. <laughs> it's hard. There's to so not many of them. Yeah. You got two really t like top players with really good lists on there. I, mm. I can't not do it. I can't not. Yeah. So we're picking. Yep, sisters going win. Normally, I like to throw you know throw in a little bit of like a you know maybe if the, if everything just lines up exactly right for this <laughs> faction or this player, then then they can come out on top, which is true because there really is a still an any given Sunday type approach uh, to Warm or or, or um, shot for Warhammer 40k, but sisters are winning this. I can't I can't read that, Adam. What is yeah. it? S says sisters gun win. Sisters gun win. Okay, there you go. That's for all the people <laughs> listening on the podcast afterwards. <laughs> Sisters are taking this, and yeah, we're, I, I, we're just wrapping up talking about the uh, Bournemouth brawl in England. Yeah, 
I, I like to spice a shot with props. The more I use props, the more likely you are to want to watch us live. Oh, you know, that's this true. Is, so we shouldn't even props. tell people what it actually looks like. This gorgeous thing that Adam just made. Nobody, Folks want to watch us or want to come hang out live just to talk about in the chat. We That's got the right. chat. We got we have a great community of folks that actually that come and, and spend a little time with us on Thursdays when we do this. It's awesome to see. That's an, that's an incentive to come see us live. But if you don't listen to us live, um, we really appreciate that too. Don't forget to be leaving us some uh, five star reviews and some uh, likes. You know wherever you're seeing yep. us, that kind of stuff. So I, for the forever, I've wanted us to each get a big prop. Like Paul pulls out a giant shoe and like this one's Paul's shoe in of the week and it's a Blood Angels <laughs> list or something. And I can get a giant lock and just like close lock in like this one's click, click, locked in for Necrons or well, something. We, we have production for that. Production <laughs> for a hat on me right it. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some flames in the background here. Come on, this is green screen, buddy. That's a different uh, show. That's a different <laughs> show. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the next event, boys? Yeah, next event we're going to be talking about is the Show Me Showdown in Kansas mm. City, Missouri. 117 players, six-round event. So we're going to be seeing Imperial Super Faction. There's five sisters, four custodes, one Admech, Sist, Astamarilla, Terram, nine Grey Knights, seven Imperial Knights, Space Marine Super Faction. There's five Dark Angels, two Space Wolves, two Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, four Black Templar, one Iron Hands, one Blood Raven. Blood Raven? Blood Ravens? Blood Raven? Yeah. All right. Usually, what, what? So usually I would just go in there and be like, okay, what successor are you using? <laughs> Did not list his no, successor. It's a white it's a white dwarf it's, chapter, right? White dwarf, Ex- yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly no, it's right. an actual so, chapter and, and I think I think it was in White Dwarf. Yeah, Somebody all played six... Dawn of War. That's yeah, all he's got say. he's got Gabriel Angelos in there because I went and checked it out. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't geez. mind. I, I'm pu- I'm putting you in sp- precisely because you took Gabriel and you're sticking okay. to your guns. That's fair. That's fair. Chaos Reflections, one Chaos Space Marine, three T Suns. Five Death Guards, seven Renegade Knights, Xeno Superfaction, seven Necrons, five Orcs, nine Tau. Holy crap. Hive Mind mm-hmm. Superfaction, 12 Tyranids, one GSC. There Eldari you go. Superfaction. I got one. Eldari Superfaction, there's seven Eldari, three Drukari, four Harlequins, and three Asurianis. So the faction podium was Tyranids topping it off at 12 still. Tau at nine. And the last one, I think, is a tie between like Renegade Knights, Necrons, uh, Necrons Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights. Yeah. And, and Eldari. Oh, and Eldari, yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Sorry, did I did I miss putting out who's in third? Okay, yeah, I got there's, it. There's four I, of them in third. There's Don't four worry, we got you. We, we got, got it. it. We got it. We got it covered. We got it. So what doing? Analysis here. here. Is this? I thought we were in Nephilim. Are they not using Nephilim because Tyranids and Tower still top in the charts there? Mm-hmm. They are using Nephilim. I I even double checked when I I double checked when I saw the stats and was just like I went in their Facebook page and the Facebook page says they're using all the new updates. So really, yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean. It's surprising to see those numbers high. I thought the Tyranids hmm. and Ta- Tau, especially, I thought we were going to drop Tyranids. I can well, see still being up there because they're still they're still just just as good, just not. The other thing, the other thing I missed there is that Grey Knights are actually second on our podium with oh. nine as well. Oh, the chat helped us. The chat corrected us. That got it. They're tied. Well, I say that there was some analysis happening here. It was chat doing the analysis, and we appreciate Perfect. it. We got it. <laughs> but yeah, twelve Nids, nine Tau, and Grey Knights. What's up with Grey Knights, boys? Where are they? Where are they at? Uh. But they're still good. Well, it's, I'd be yeah. curious to see what's in that list because if it's just pure Grey Knights and... What's the way to run it now? Is it, are you doing Dread Knights? Are you doing MSU spam? Like I, I, they've been they've been on a roller coaster the last I, couple of months I with just, the rules. And I don't everything. think like Strike Squads get it done. I, I just... I Terminators don't. with the armor contempt. It's, yeah, it's got it's to be Paladins probably. Ten, ten Pallies? Yeah. Ten Pallies. We have... Or like three units of seven or something. 
I, I actually am a huge fan of units of three paladins because they can all put um, armor resilience on themselves and be absolute ridiculously absurdly hard to kill so i'm just quickly scanning through a bunch of those lists we've had uh three so far of the nine with big 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 so three out of four that i've looked at right now have big paladin bricks um one is only a one is only a seven man the other two have been eight nine eight and tens um da, 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 da. this one is full msu triple dread knight this next one is uh dread knights as well triple dread knight with yeah. a gmdk um this next one is again G triple dread knight gmdk really? yeah what is with this the one G is this one GMDKs? is two this one is two by six paladins i like that i think that that's pretty good like. okay that's pretty fat uh this last one is again the triple dread knight so that is you don't even get is... attempt. what happened why are they suddenly showing up everywhere i i why don't are... i don't know if that's an optimized choice but you know so what, that... are, what are we missing that's four or five out of them had the GMDK and three Dread Knights and then MSU Power Armor. They don't get Armor of Contempt on no, the Dread Knights? they don't. They're one of the, they're one of the exceptions. Okay, there you go. It's good to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, would, that, seems, that does seem an odd pick because I can tell you right now, you put Armor Resilience and Tide of Shadows on three Paladins and just put them in the middle of the board and you're like, cool, you can shoot AP3 at me and unless it ignores cover, I take a two-up save. That's I have just to imagine that those Dread Knight players, which is cool. I mean, don't, it, like this. what I'm about to say is, is not, but they're bringing what they're comfortable with. Yep, that's um, fair. That's you know what? That can so win you know, a couple of games. So in the previous meta, I actually thought Dread Knights were a little bit of a sleeper because they're extremely good into all Eldari. All Eldari, mm -hmm. their guns just smashed. In addition, their combat just smashed. Um, unless it was Hail of Doom. If it was Hail of Doom, you were feeling a bit bad, but is what it is. Um, into Nids, they were actually quite respectable as well because Nids are mostly operating off AP2. It pushes you to your invuln. Cool, you got your invuln anyway. Um, and then all your guns are actually relevant because you're not you're not having to leverage a bunch of AP into Armor Contempt. So against the top two or three armies, the Dread Knights were okay. They weren't superstars, but they were pretty good. I, I, I quite liked them in that meta. Um, now with the switch to like, you look at them into Sisters and you're just like, like what? Five Repenture kills the Dread Knight? And then your Dread Knight tries to kill like the Retributors on the back of the board or something, and it just doesn't do anything. It feels really rough. Mm. Uh, well, let's jump into some of the lists you highlighted. Oh, for sure. So uh, top player in attendance here is Ben Sherwin. He's ranked eighth in the USA. He's playing Asurani. He's got an Ulthway Battalion. And this is really funny because I played essentially this same list at Adepticon. It's barely changed. As um, So uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Just rolling with it. He's got Eldrad, Baharoth, Farsia, Skyrunner, three units of five Rangers, one unit of five Howling Banshees, one unit of five Striking Scorpions, a single Warlock Skyrunner, five Wraith Blades, five Swooping Hawks, five warp spiders he's literally just missing dark reapers and shining spears to make the full aspect conglomerate two units of three d cannons which i know is like one of his favorite units and a single wave serpent this is like one of everything the d cannons uh, i've been making their way into several people's list and, and i can respect that choice because it helps you really kind of control that midfield and, mm -hmm. and and let you play the edges yeah. or be wherever your opponent is and you know where they're not going to be which is within range of those d cannons <laughs> they're ap4 man Ooh. yeah they hurt they it's hurt. a strong place to be ap4 don't need ignore cover don't need nothing they just do the job um really really good and like you said paul exactly right they're only range 24 but all the objectives are in 24 inches that's the whole mid that's the whole mid board sure you're not threatening at deployment zones but uh, people aren't just going to be controlling objectives turn after turn they can't 
it's yeah. it's really quite cool and so one of the one of the things that's becoming coming to light quite a lot and i know ben used to love to do this um is do phantasm and redeploy them and make sure no matter where they are they're always going to be on the right flank where you need them because you have to if they're missed, if they're deployed wrong and they don't shoot for two turns horrible um but when they're when you phantasm every game and they're always in the right spot they feel oppressive uh but we were talking i was talking about redeploys with some mates a lot of armies can't can't redeploy now because their redeploys are 2cp and they're like oh i start a 2cp am i mm-hmm. going to risk being at a donut at the start of the game because i need to fix my deployment what are they spending all their command points on come on <laughs> eldritch well, storm it, obviously well this one he's actually spending none uh let's uh, well, apart from a relic uh, and a waller trait on the farseer or the warlock because he's taken yeah. eldrad and baharoth who generally you don't buy him for mm. yeah true uh, yeah. hey, what, what are we seeing uh, what's the next list uh, so next one I just pulled out two lists I love the look of uh, first one being I want to have a look at some Tau lists because of course they were high in the representation this is Alec uh, Goroshek uh, he's playing Tau Sept and he's literally this is the literal list that we all thought we were going to see and I just I just wanted people to know we weren't lying and we said people are going to pivot to like maybe one big unit of crisis suits and a bunch of hammerheads it's got uh, a battalion two crisis bodyguard long strike an ethereal and a cold star commander because that cold star is too good long strike is OP and the just giving you CP every turn. I got to tell you, it's good. Uh, two units of nine breaches, two units of ten crute, a big fatty unit of five crisis suits with all the trimmings, cyclics, plasmas, burst cannons, five shield drones in addition. So that thing, that 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 five model unit is like pushing. It's four hundred and twenty points, I think, four hundred and fifty points somewhere in there. Um, two tetras, which I'm gonna we'll get I pack in a little bit. Two hammerheads, two devilfish, and shadow sun. So three hammerheads in totality, one big unit of crisis suits, and then two units of breaches in in uh, the devilfish, making up kind of the offensive uh, offensive ad- assets. Offensive assets. Um, what do you make of it, boys? I like where the talus are going now. I feel like the hammerheads and uh, long strike is just the way they're going because. They're still good with their points, mm. and still having one crisis squad just decked out with it, all all the goodies that makes perfect sense. And of course, the devilfish with breachers I think is a great tech piece as well. So I mean, everything everything in this list I like, and the tetras are actually I, good for that's a my lot question. Of too. What's a tetra? <laughs> Fast little skimmers. They're the equivalent of their land speeders, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they have marker drones on them too. So, yeah, it's a for, it's a Forge World uh, piranha essentially that comes mm-hmm. with like a um, a supermarket light. Um, no, it's been a bit since just... we've seen him. That's the first time I think we've talked about him on this show. That's mm. true. I think it is. So when they do the marker light action, they put down three marker lights instead of one. Um, so that's that's really potent. So you can just be like, that's market, that's market, that's market. Bada bing, bada boom. I've also got outflank as well, and then they just come with a pulse rifle. They, they don't, they don't kill anything very well. They're just, they're just there to make all the hammerheads hit on twos, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I like this list. I think this list feels so much more fair and reasonable than the tower lists we had last like <laughs> three weeks ago, right, boy? Yeah, it feels fair and reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still really strong, I think. Um, yeah, last... I mean, t- Tower going to shoot a lot, uh, yeah. and it doesn't. They only need kind of one opportunity to connect with you, and if you're if you're pushing up forward, right, trying to control that midboard, depending on which the way mm-hmm. the terrain is laid out and everything like that, they can still c- collapse the, your whole. Oh yeah, like, yeah, man. Two thousand hundred points of your army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, what we're talking about, misdeploying now is going to be a big deal because you can't CP to fix it. 
if, ha- if triple hammerhead catch you na- catch you napping like bang th- your three f- favorite units decimated um moving on to the last one this is nathaniel borge uh and this is necrons relentlessly expansionist eternal conquerors and i'm just gonna say right now this is my favorite list of the weekend because this is a guy who's just like you know what i'm gonna have it all everything all of it i'm just having it all uh you, you think i can't too bad i'm gonna um he's got a supreme command with the silent king of course and he's got double patrol this is the only list of the weekend that's not taking a battalion his first patrol is a catacomb command barge a chronomancer five immortals and a transcendent katan with three scarabs and a full fatty unit of nine tomb blades um now that they've been reduced in cost uh, i think that tomb blades are amazing um, especially when they're obsec and scout move uh it's got a second patrol which is a technomancer five more immortals a freaking nightbringer um three scarabs and six locust destroyers so they're now greatly points reduced destroyers that get full a buff from the silent king so silent king and double katan boys he's having it all and like one of all the good stuff too, for the most part. <laughs> well, so no race, no scorepack destroyers. Doesn't need none him. of that stuff. He's like, ah, what, 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 what do I care about that for? <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got all the obsec double double satan and uh, silent king. Obviously, like it's mm-hmm. it's still gonna have all the tools he needs. It is. I'm, it's gonna I'm be curious a for list. the nightbringer and not just a regular old satan uh, was chosen. This is cool. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, yeah, he... my argument. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get your argument, um, because he's taken out all the melee offense, hasn't he? So the Nightbringer is essentially giving him back the melee potency he lost when he took out, I guess, the Scorpec Destroyers in the race, I guess. I personally would rather have a couple more MSU pieces and have him be, like, what, 60 points cheaper? for To get a regular Transcendent over a named Katan now, I think, is about right. I think it's um, 240 so, yeah. to 300, I yeah. think. Please, don't, please right. forgive me if I'm wrong. It's not something I've been keeping my finger Sounds on. right. We're going to go with it. We're, We're going to go with it. It's just, like, it's just like we... Differently. Sorry? Just like Paul said at the start, if you squint, we're almost correct. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a fun list. I like this list a lot. Who's taking it, boys? Ooh. I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling Grey Knights for a podium. I'm just going to put it out there. One of those Grey Knight really? plays is going to get the plum run, and it's going to crack that podium. That's why you kept him off the faction podium, so you could like just slip it in as like a, <laughs> pull oh, out my, a giant man. lock. To click there the it lock is. Where's in. your lock? Where's your lock? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going Death Guard. And it's been a boss since I've called Death Guard, but I'm no. going Death Guard. We're going that way, are we? All right, well then GSC. I mean, there it is. If, if they've already got, if they've had enough time to get all their Plague Marines on the table. No, that one yeah, GSC true. player is going to take him on. Nobody knows what that army does anymore. He's just going to go into mm. every single game and surprise every one of them with all his tricks. Are Fine. we going to start seeing Death Guard battalions that just have six units of ten Plague Marines? And he's yeah, going to be started. He's going to be playing <laughs> 2,600 points of effective value. Um, and then the rest of the army, who cares? Like, right at that point, who cares? <laughs> I may not be getting ready for just that eventuality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is holding up a box of Plague Marines right now, people. Uh, right. <laughs> All right, look. Uh, I don't have that many. Our, what is our third event, boys? Uh, well, third event, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. That's the third event, uh, right? Yep, and then we're going to come back and talk about the third event. We got two more events, and then a palate cleanser, uh, the Fuego Rapido. Look, if it's your first time listening to the show or watching the show, you, you don't want to miss that. It's very exciting. Uh, otherwise, you know, you'll miss it. We'll be right back. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. 
Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. I, I want to go. I want to go and buy one. I want to pick up a stupid big prop. And just yeah. <laughs> we are back. Welcome back. Please check. It, please check out the sponsors. It's gonna be. We we're actually just talking about talking to your production about how they found a way to get psychers in a corn army. So I want to get some uh, some Razzies in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Not fluffy. Not fluffy. No. Productions perpetual whack player. And so we're actually we're on here talking about competition, and it's uh, sometimes you see that kind of stuff sneak in. <laughs> uh, the next event we're going to talk about is Viking Games Summer Grand Tournament in, oh my goodness, you got it, Norrköping, Sweden. Ooh, that sounded right. Done. That was good. That was good. Yeah, Forty player, it. five round event. Sweden actually checked in in the chat earlier. I hope you're still with us. Let me know how I did on the pronunciation. Yeah, let us know. I, what are we going to see there? Yeah. Let's see. We got the Imperial Superfection. There are three sisters, one custode, two Admech, one Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, and two Imperial Knights. Space Marine Superfection, one Space Wolf, three Blood Angels, one White Scar, one Death Watch. Chaos Superfection, one T-Sense, two Death Guard, three Renegade Knights. Xeno Superfection, four Necrons, one Orc, two Tau. Hive Mind, there is two Tyranids, one GSC. And the Aldari, there's one Unari, one Drukari, three Harlequins, and two Assyriani. Faction Podium means the Necrons top it out with four Harlequins, mm -hmm. Renegade Knights, BA, it's Sisters at three, and then everybody else is basically twos and ones. This is a hell of a spread. This is amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. I literally looked at this event and I'm like, I'm covering this. I'm covering this. This spread is majestic. It is majestic. That's the oh. word. That's the word we needed. Oh. Majestic. Yeah. And Necron's number one. What is this world? I like it. This is the world is of nice. Nephilim, my friend. Necron is <laughs> incredibly strong. Good secondaries, being able to bring in the Silent King, being able to get a lot of Mortal Wound output out of the Satan. Uh, they're going to be good. you got to prepare. you got to have a Necron yeah. plan. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. And they're, you do. Until you play, you have to practice to get them, too. Because if you don't, until you do, you don't understand how strong and how many points they score now. Like, it's actually insane, the boost that they got. Yeah, this I one, agree, man. They, they've got a lot of boosts over the over the the months and year even, but and they've always kind of gone a little bit every single time. Like, oh, maybe it's this time. Maybe it's this time. I'm gonna say it again. I think it's this time. They're actually they're actually gonna be up there now. <laughs> yeah. What have they done? Is this the third or fourth time they've had like just a blanket I think it's buff? The third. I think it's the third. Yeah. And finally, I think it's at the tipping point where mm -hmm. they get the the proper resurgence that they deserved for 
Jeez, yeah. two years almost. It's been the protocol change. I think was actually one yeah. of the major ones. It made them relevant. They had a whole rule that wasn't wasn't relevant, yeah. and now it's super relevant. Now it's very relevant. Uh, this is actually a pretty stacked event by the Scandinavian rankings. We have the third ranked, fourth, uh, fifth ranked, and sixth ranked players in Scandinavia at this one. Only forty players. It's going to be a bit of a shark tank. Um, one of those is running Yunari, and one of those is Ooh. running uh, um, is running uh, Admech. So I was really excited to see top players running uh, well obscure factions. Um, First of those is Dag Samuelson. Samuelson. Um, he's running Tyranids. He's ranked third in Scandinavia. Leviathan Battalion. Unfortunately, this is literally David Gaylard's list, I think, with a couple of small changes. So this is very... You know how we had the two Bloody Roses at, at the start? Um, and there were like 500 points difference at most? Yep. This is essentially at, the same. Yeah, at most. Yeah. So he's got three Zoanthropes, a Neurothrope, and a Flyrant. Um, ten Gargoyles. Uh, two units of nine Warriors and a unit of three. So exactly the same as David's. Um, two units of three Pyrovores. Um, three Tyrant Guard. Three Venomthropes. Two Biophores. And a single Harpy rather than a double. Um, I do like the idea of the single Harpy having the Invuln um, so rather than what's having in two. Biophores? Yeah, Biovores, the Pyrovores, and the Gargoyles are pretty much the changes from yeah. what David had. David had the extra Harpy, another unit of Venomthropes, and something else. He had another HQ choice, I seem to remember. I had Lictor, Lictor as well, and that's right, the Broodlord. Um, I was actually going to ask, I, remember, I forgot to ask you, why Broodlord? That's the first time I've seen a Broodlord in a long time, Dustin. Uh, it's imperative is to give like cover to the army, so I feel like that's an anti-alpha oh. strike tech. So, so yeah, you're taking, you're taking like two units of nine warriors, giving them cover, giving the minus one to hit mm. seems good seems, seems good, good. <laughs> yeah um what do we make of this one dustin in particular this it's still like it's, it's that it's 1500 same, points of the leviathan same, right same archetype right exactly same same archetype. Archetype. it's the warriors yeah. zone throws the flyrant the neurothrope the tyrant guard the venomthropes and then the rest of it is his own flavor it's the harpy two biovores mm-hmm. then the two by three pyrovores there is no tyrannosite actually which is a little surprising no yeah. Ooh, so there's going to outflank just be on there. Uh, 10 gargoyles because the, having one squad with it for Endless Swarm, I think it's just it's brilliant to have. Mm-hmm. And the gargoyles are just the best ones at it because they're fast. <laughs> yep. And also well, gargoyles with a light cover feel a whole lot better. Yeah, it helps for at least the one turn, right? Yeah. But it's 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 to help that. But um, mm. it, it's the it's the core list of uh, of tiers. I think this is the most for the most part what we're going to see the competitive tier list. B. People are going to try a couple of different things. I've seen some like more monster mash heavy lists, but mm-hmm. especially with the Tower Hammerhead list coming out, I think that's not that's not going to be the way to go right now. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, if you want to go take a bunch of Carnifexes and stuff, you're just going to rock up to the the Long Strike Double yeah. Hammerhead list, and they're just going to be ha, cool. Yeah, <laughs> didn't did Carnifexes do pretty well last week or the week before? Dude, I can't remember if yeah. it was the one that we called, but we we called the Behemoth Carnifex build, and apparently a monster mash kind of like Carnifex build did really well last weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're all right. That might that might have been before the hammerheads made their way back into the environment. Mm. Mind you, like but the, the minus one to hit does hurt them. It's not. It's not like the the other tower builds were particularly kind to card effects. Like, what are true. we talking about here? Very true. Like the the freaking the yeah the crisis suits were possibly worse because at least you can walk up and charge and kill. Like one card effects just goes and, and kills a hammerhead for you. One card effects does not scratch the paint. Does not kill, doesn't kill the drones of the, the crisis bombs we used it's to It's the have. stock minus one damage on the Carnifex that hurt the crisis suits, though, too. 
That, oh, that's true. Yeah, you have to have the cyclics and mm-hmm. the plasmas to 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 like auto crack them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, jumping into the next uh, top player in the tennis, this is Ricard Nilsson, fifth in Scandinavia. He's playing Admech Lucius Skitari veteran cohort army of renown, wow. single battalion. Um, I am so happy to be able to call out a, a Admech list. It's been a long time between Admech lists. Um, he's got a techno archaeologist, a marshal, dominus, and manipulus. So he's got like one of every character except for the um, the data smith or whatever. Um, Still good buys, you know. Very yeah, value picks. Um, two units of twenty rangers, four units of five vanguard. So a lot of MSU and big bricks. Uh, one unit of ten rustalkers. Here's the big shift: six ballistari, a full unit of six ballistari in this uh, list. Didn't they get Korback? Uh, they did. They got everything back. Oh. <laughs> they got it all. Um, ten sterilizers and three Cerberus Raiders. So Cerberus Raiders went down as well. Um, the sterilizers, I scratch my head at a little bit. I'm not quite sure what they do, but I'm sure they're here for a very important reason. Um, but six Ballastari boys, they, is, they are, we, are we ready? Yeah, are we yeah. ready to feel the wrath again? Again? They kill hammerheads. I think they, they do. Really, I mean, they kill. I mean, they'll line up really well. Like the hammerhead, mm. you know, granted, the hammerhead's going to kill. One of them, for sure, but the other yeah. five, the, like one of them can kill a hammerhead. Well, that's true. When you talk about the angle game, you know, I'll call, I, I can shoot one hammerhead and kill it, and then one hammerhead comes out to shoot me. I lose one. Cool. I've still got five. Five kills another hammerhead. Yeah. You bring out another one. I'm down to four. Turns out four still probably kills a hammerhead, you know, because I don't know if people will remember. These things are going to hit on twos with rerolls, and they're going to be wounding everything on uh, threes or fours if you've got transhuman uh, with rerolls as well. They can have two rerolls to wound. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, sorry, they're not Mars, so one reroll to Mars, I believe. Yeah. Um, but Lucius gives them um, ignore rend one, yeah? Uh, I think that's the It's been so long. It has been yes. a while since we've talked about them. Yeah, so if you are Rend 1, you become Rend 0. Um, it doesn't make Rend 2 go down to Rend 1 or anything. Um, and yeah, so that's just it's just double downing on the durability of ranges. Um, the mm. big bricks will survive a lot better. I really do wonder what the sterilizers are there for. Is it just another fast assault, assault, assault unit? Yeah, but the, the flames are only Rend 1, aren't they? So yeah, the, I wonder what... There's a lot of it. a lot of flame. There is a lot of flame. They get to kind of bounce, you know? It's, they can be... Like this, this other this army. I don't want to say it's static because you do have the the movement of the of the Ballastari, but you know you don't have a lot of things that are really going out there and doing things. Mm. You know, outside of the three service raiders, and if somebody decides to take them out, they're going to be taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So the sterilizer is going to have three or four attacks on the charge each on the charge because they get plus one on the charge, and they're going to be what strength four minus one one damage uh and then they're going to be flaming assault d6 each they move they move 19 inches sorry they move 12 inches sorry they're 19 points they move 12 inches and they've got assault on their weapon so they can you know move up to 18 and then flame another 12 so it's 30 inch range it's a lot of flamer shots my, my issue i think with admech for a while is as soon as that uh, armor of contempt came in i'll their good units felt better, but everything else felt worse. Like all the rangers in Vanguard, the core units just didn't have enough Ren to feel like they did enough now. Um, so, but I'm really well, you know keen what to see. They are good against. They're good against Aldari. They're actually decent Aldari. in the yeah. Like the warriors, they, they, don't, mm. they don't have the, they don't have bad end of the units. So like mm. it's it might be tech just for some of the top armors. They might be, might know his uh, his meta, his local meta, and that's what he's playing towards. Just added them in for that for that flavor. Yep. I love this list though. I think this is good. If anybody wants a good place to start, the bones of this, especially the um the amount of obsec he's got, I love. I love four units of five Vanguard and the two by twenty Rangers. I think that's really cool. Um, what, what's next? Favorite. What's the next player we're seeing? 
Um, Martin uh, Hultgren, uh, sixth, sixth in Scandinavia. He's playing Yanari boys. This is something we haven't seen in a while. Presence we have not felt in a long this time. This <laughs> list is spicy as hell. <laughs> and it is so hard for me to quantify and unpack. First off, in the no four sorg slot, a max quarter of the Archon. Four Slith, four Urgles, four Medusa, I think. So max 12, 12 model court. Um, some he points has... left over. Like, where can I put these? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of bodies, and they take they take psychic powers like a champion from Yunari. Um, then, of course, he has the Archon to make the the court of the Archon legal. A Farseer Skyrunner, the Yinkan, because why else are you here? Um, two units of five Rangers, a unit of five, and a unit of ten Harlequin Troop, which I think is very strong in this configuration. Five Howling Banshees, five Striking Scorpions, two units of three Shining Spears, two Wraith Seers, and a single star weaver um this is a full aggro msu style mm-hmm. list i absolutely love it and i can't i'm still trying to wrap my head around what it does but it kind of does full aggression like it, it will it will tear your throat out very quickly it slaps is what it does like it will mm-hmm. run at you and slap you to the ground that's that's it's Fast, always fights first, has some cool tricks yep. in there with Yunari. Can get some plus one to hits there if they start taking like one guy dying. Like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. Well, and, and it's got three juggernaut units into two races yeah. in the Yinkan that can just threaten knights, to just do all the spicy stuff. The court of the Archon is just gonna go out in front with the uh, is it the feel no pain or the invuln they can give out, or is it both to that in- unit? It's four up the invuln. So they've got a four-up involved, five-up feeling no pain, crap load of, of wounds. You just chuck it out in front, let them be the thing that people break themselves upon and respond mm-hmm. with all these surgical little bits and pieces. Oh, and then did you bring nine warriors? Cool. Ten Harley Troop. Go yeah. solve that problem. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a good list. Very well-weighted, right-sized units. And, man, well done to Martin for getting so highly ranked with such an obscure build. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of jank there. Love it. Who's taking it? I'm going the, I'm going the, the Inari. I, I, want, I want that. that. I want, to I the want that too. Yeah, I love that. Can we, I love can that. we hand another? Dest- you know, I don't know what a clean sweep is. I'll pick Yunari as well. Can yeah. we hand the destiny, Martin? Hand the destiny. There it is. Hand, hand the destiny, Martin. Bang. Yeah. By our powers three, we will. We bless thee. Um, <laughs> bless thee. <laughs> we bless thy dice. Has it uh, ever actually worked on anybody? Have, have we? It worked we, once. Hence did it? The okay. Meme was, hence the meme was born. Like that's, that's okay. so <laughs> it's worked that's once. It. Hasn't worked since, but it will work no. again. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be you, Martin. Maybe it'll be you. Uh, he's got. Oh, look at look at. Okay, so Paul, what's going on? What? These look. These are with uh, shoe in. Shoe in is for the Yanari. We've locked it in, and yep. uh, you know, what heck is the hammer for? And it's a banger. Yeah, well, it's, it's banger. A, yeah. Oh, it's no, the banger list. Banger. All right, got it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> done. Well done. All right. Well done, Tech Priest Dicky. Like 20 minutes on the fly has just made all our meme dreams come true. We did it. If, please, if you are not watching live or watching the replay on YouTube, you need to see how, how crazy this is. This is this we is typically next level. only do three events per, per show. So if you're new around here, then we only do three events. We have a, we have a special fourth event because we could not contain all this and we had to jump. Whoa, wait, we're on like another continent now. Uh, we're four four countries represented here. For Warhammer forty thousand playing being played all over the world, it's absolutely awesome. And it's a team event. We love team events. Dustin's also going to this team event. I am going to this team event. I'm so excited for it. I love team events. Played one last weekend. Playing one are, this weekend. What are we seeing? 
We are going to see Imperial Superfaction. There are three sisters, five custodes, two Admech, two Astro Militarum, two Grey Knights, three Imperial Knights, Space Marine Superfaction, two Dark Angels, one Space Will, three Blood Angels, one Imperial Fist, two Iron Hands, the Chaos, there's two Chaos Space Marines, four T-Suns, two Death Guard, four Renegade Knights, Xenos, there's four Necrons, two Orcs, ten Tau. Ew, ew. The Hive Mind, there's nine <laughs> Tyranids, two GSC, and then the Aldari, there's two Drukari, five Harlequins, and six Asuriani. So the Faction Pudding, meaning Tau is top with 10, Tyran is next with 9, and then Asuriani third with 6. So, for those, uh, what event is this, boys? I think we missed it at the start. Oh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> so excited. So excited. It's the TGX team event. The TGX event. And Where Mississauga is it? and Mississauga, Ontario, Ontario Canada. Canada. 80 players, minutes four, me. four rounds. Of, so, is it, it's two rounds per day, yeah? Are they, they three and a half hour rounds, like WTC style? Yes. Nice. So yeah, nice chill to, you know, do your pairings, take your time, get your table set up. So this is 16 five player teams. Um, but what is this meta? What is this ugly meta from a month ago where Tau, Tyranids and Asirani are one, two, three? What's going on? I think there's a lot of people that are actually testing out the hammerhead build in this one. I've seen a lot of that. And we have uh, a lot of Tyranid players around here. Like the the Ontario League champ is a Tyranid player. He just won the league with Tyranids. He's still playing them there. We have uh, the couple of the team Canada guys that are playing tiers as well. Like we have to get tested out. This is all, this is a testing ground. Almost I, all the entire, like the entire team Canada is there kind of split up, like scattered over a couple different teams. We're testing out a couple builds. We're testing out the list that we know as well. So are you, the, are you one of the two GSC or are you one of the nine Tyranids? I am one of the two GSC. Come Good on. Man. I was Good about to say, you know, he's got to go Good GSC, man. right? I would have laid so much shade. Your, you would have, but you can't what's, because I'm all GSC, buddy. I'm pure what's your GSC. build? I played. I actually played two games at the GSC last night, and they did really well into me. Uh, what's your build? Tell us what you're taking. Uh, I have. Uh, I actually have a double detachment. I have a battalion patrol, so I have sixty neophytes, two groups of ten acolytes with one with cutters, one with drills, and I have three mm -hmm. min squads with uh, one cutter and double demo charge, and I have three rock grinders. I have oh. one one five men with uh, lying in wait, just stock, so they can do their do their tricksy stuff. I've got one Magus, uh, a banner. I've got the Primus, and I have a ten man bike squad with the pregame move and and the yeah, industrial boy. weapons. Yeah, boy, two two wolf quads. Yep, with the flamers. Yeah, flamers. <laughs> Yeah, boy. I actually love that unit. I think that unit is extremely underrated. I um, uh, I tested it for the first time like a couple, like a month ago or something, and the fact that those wrenches are industrial weapons, I I fell in love. It's amazing. Fell in love. Nice. Um, well, we we didn't do uh, we didn't pull that list for this one. We just did, we just ran out of time to get them to get them yeah. done because four events. It's it's a lot. Um, but who's taking this? You will just pick some factions that are going to do well in terms of who, like, the ones that are going to be the most successful. I don't know. I don't know how we do this. How, how do we qualify? <laughs> we, we, never, we never can do team events, right? That's the problem because it's yeah. well, there's too many team factions. events that do. So with factions, is the way team events goes. Typically, only one one faction can be represented per per team, uh, and so it gets difficult to, to actually say you know what what team's going to take it, what faction's going to take it, uh, what trends. Like Dustin, what do you expect to see trends there for this, this team event? We actually have there's the uh, American team championship that's coming up pretty soon. So we're yeah, going to see if if maybe your predictions uh, are right for Canada, and if it also says like it's a portent for what may happen for here in the United States. Okay, you mean like the successful lists that are actually going to be doing well in the event? Is that what you're... Uh, well, by the time you're, this event happens, lists will already have to be submitted for the America, but I'm mm -hmm. talking about just uh, trends and what, oh, okay. uh, what factions teams will be gravitating towards. 
Uh, I am seeing a lot of Blood Angels. I'm seeing a lot of Necrons. Necrons are actually becoming a very popular one. The Assyriani are still uh, pretty prevalent, but I think Necrons are going to see a huge lift in. Blood Angels are going to be the main uh, Space Marine faction you're going to see. Tyranids are still going to make their way out there too. And I actually think Chaos Knights too. I think Chaos Knights are a big one. More Chaos so than Imperial Knights. Yeah, because in teams, I think um, Chaos Knights make more sense. They have so much more of a spoiler and just make a mess yeah. of your pairings. They really um, whereas do. Whereas Imperial Knights, you kind of know what you're going into. You kind of know what they're going to do get, game by what game. Do, what do, so. With Chaos Knights, what do you think the good uh, good option for builds going to be? See, I used to be a very big proponent of the two big and a bunch of small. I have since changed that opinion to one big and a bunch of small. I think it's one, one and nine, yeah? One, yeah. one, one big, one, one small. Th- is it nine? Yeah. I think it might be ten. But I think nine, it's, it's ten, a- ten is what you can get, depending on how many marks and other things. Like yeah. Yeah. I, it, well, it's nine or ten. It's, I, it's a Desecrator and then a good split of like three, three, and three. See that one's Desecrate. interesting. Yeah, they went to the Desecrator away from the Abominant, which I we thought it was going to be the Abomb and yeah. the Nine uh, or Ten. Um, maybe that's why they get the Tenth in because they they're not in a bomb because I think the bomb's pricier than the Desecrator. Oh, is it? Um, I, I can't remember. I used to love the Abominant, but the last <laughs> squint, couple times squint. I fought it, I'm like, you know what? This is actually not just just take the Desecrator. <laughs> Well, I found the Abominant just didn't kind of do much. It's shooting, yeah. shooting wasn't that relevant. Um, in combat, it's actually it's actually really good. But it's just um, when you have one Psyker, it's so much easier for your opponent to shut down what it does. So, yeah. See, like, I, I kind of go the opposite of team list because you might just not ever play a Psyker. That's true. That is true. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Um, but, you know, great point, though. Great point. Mm, yeah, great. I, I love I love the, the conceptualizing what the Chaos Knights do to pairings because uh, we got it into a good pairing. I uh, just... To, like I failed my dread test. I, I, I failed, I failed three dread me. tests. Well, this game's over. Rolled. <laughs> yeah, they just got that. They you just do that to anybody. Um, I think that's it, boys. I think I think that's, that's it. it. No, it's, we got a little bit more show left. We have a palate cleanser. This is what I was talking about with the flaker repeater, where we give ourselves. Well, one, we're presented with a series of topics. We give ourselves two minutes to talk about it, and then once this clock is de- done over with, that's the last we'll ever talk about that. Uh, we don't know what the, what the questions are until right now. We're going to see in the same time y'all are. They're right. uh, and in production, I think they're going to come on and ask these questions of us. Then we get to just yeah. give some rapid fire over here. I'm here okay. for two I, minutes. I wanted to also say there's not any world leaders on any of your lists, Adam, that you did. So <laughs> I was look. I went looking. One of the reasons I didn't have enough time to do some lists is I went looking through all these events to try and figure out if Chaos Space Marines were in play. And mm. I determined that the Chaos Space Marine Codex was not in play for any of these events, and therefore I left all the Chaos Space Marine stuff on the shelf. Um, um, I thought I was going to be doing a full like CSM expose. Um, apparently they're in play for TGX. They are. But once again, I didn't have time to pull the list out of TGX yeah. anyway. So moot point. <laughs> well, a lot of them we didn't have time to really change it because we kind of got it uh, told. Yeah, we, we're going to have it. Uh, Everyone's like, yes, uh, I'm already. I'm, but I'm of the opinion that there is going to be some significant hobby lag on the Chaos Space Marines mm. builds. I can so see that. We might yeah. not be seeing that wave crest for another couple of weeks still. Yeah, I can hear that. Okay, let's get started. Uh, what do you think the, the topic is, Paul, since you ruin it? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Mm. What? Uh, I mean, it is. <laughs> oh, it's seven seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, which. Seven... Mm. Uh, well, I mean, I guess 
be winning the slots? Is that what this is? Like, this is a casino theme or something? I think yep. it's just seven. So, like, seven. It's just seven. Seven. We've been doing That's the show for a long time, all right? We're running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. That's seven, why you guys seven. in the chat should send, should send, should, should send in Fuego yes, to our topics and questions. I, can't, I don't know the topic is July 7th. I didn't know we were... Look, we're, we're scratching the cert. We're just trying to get something going here, Paul. All right. This is all a right. blessing that anyone even submits questions for us. So we really sure. appreciate it. And whatever, whatever loose theme they want to stick together, I'm very much appreciative. All right. Of it. The clock is going. What's your lucky number? This is a setup. <laughs> I feel like it's. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Uh... What was the make and model of your first car? <laughs> wow. Last four digits of your credit card. Such a, yeah. such a great <laughs> um, <laughs> My favorite number is four. Four? Why? Four. Uh, I I've got four. I got three brothers. There's four boys. I've got four letters in my first name. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. When I was a kid, hmm. and that's when I decided. When I was like four years old, I decided four was it. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's very similar to my lucky eleven or thirteen is my lucky number because I was born on the twelfth. And I thought I'd be like, you know, too ridiculous to pick the twelfth, you know, the day. So I had to yep. pick something else, and so I go with one on either side. So either side, thirteen. Wow, but my lucky number is also thirteen. Oh. I, I thought I'm, Dustin was going to be four for the four-armed emperor. Oh. <laughs> that uh, would be two on the nose at this point, I think. <laughs> uh, no, oh, uh, not enough. <laughs> or not enough. Yes. <laughs> See, uh, little known fact: I was born on a Friday the thirteenth. Oh. oh, snap! So that was uh, a lucky yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, so was my oldest. Oh yeah. So he's a lucky kid. See. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Boy, I'm about to butter your bread. <laughs> All right. So number dos, uh, match the 40k Primark to each of the Snow White Seven Dwarfs. Okay, we're gonna do this as a team. Yeah. This yep. is this is a good. This one. is a team. This is a team thing. Team event. Uh, uh, is, so, it, is, is there Doc a, is, is Doc is Magnus, not Magnus, Ferris Manus. Okay. Magnus. <laughs> okay. Why Doc? Uh, well, I mean, I can go on, but we might run out of time because yeah, Doc brings everybody together. Doc is the one okay. that's like you know, and then right, everyone so talks that's... about how Fer, Ferris Manus. Do you, want, do you want me to name them up, and you guys can pick one? I literally yeah. just Googled it. Dopey, Sneezy, yeah. Bashful, Grumpy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. Paul's got kids. Paul's he knows. Got, he's got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Grumpy. Um, grumpy. Who's Grumpy? That's Magnus. Uh, Angron. Oh, oh, Angron. Oh, no. <laughs> Angron? Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to go Perturabo. <laughs> dopey? Who's Dopey? Perturabo. Perturabo Perturabo's Dopey. Okay, Happy? I would be ironic. <laughs> happy. That's Fulgrim. Uh, yeah, why is yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe I can yeah. see it. That's true. Yeah. Yes. What were the other ones? Sleepy? Sleepy? Uh, uh, Dillerman? Like, he spent no, a lot of time in stasis. It's the lion. He's, like, sleeping. Oh, he's still right? asleep. Yeah, the lion. Oh, yeah, the lion. Yeah, there you hey. go. Oh, this is good. Uh, what's next? Bashful. Oh, who's Bashful? Bashful. Uh, Conrad. I think we're. Yeah, I don't know. Is there any more? Sne- Magnus, Sneezy. because he's red and he's wearing Sneezy. a codpiece. Sneezy. Who the hell is Sneezy? Sneezy. Sneezy. 
Lorgar. I mean, who's most like who's most likely to have allergies on the planet Lorgar. they landed? Sure. I'm going with Lorgar, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lorgar. Yeah. Lorgar. Yeah. yeah. And okay. do, did we do Dopey? Dopey was the last one. Who yeah, was that? Purdy, didn't we? Purdy? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Done. All right, done. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. No one ah, could yeah. do that more perfectly With than what we did. 20 seconds to spare. <sighs> wow. Rush. Okay. Uh, best seventh movie in a series. There are so what? few series with seventh movies. So this has to be a Harry Potter. Um, because like Rocky? pound for pound, those movies, um, like movie for movie, like what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna pick? I don't know. I guess seventh movie. Okay. Don't pl- don't Police do Academy. it. <laughs> no. Oh. Rogue One. Oh snap! Mm. Oh, that is a very it's... good call. Yeah, I, is that the seventh? It is. It is the seventh one. Yeah. I think if you go Ori- like... original trilogy, prequel trilogy, Rogue One comes in between, and then we go into the new crap. Technically, is oh, Solo get... like before all that somewhere too, though? No, Solo, Solo was we're... after. Is Solo? So but if Solo's before, then it's Return of the Jedi, which is still okay. Okay. I it's mean, still... you mean you mean movie number seven? Like canonically, the the do you know when it says when the the screen scrolls up, which one says seven on it? Does any of them say seven on it? Yes, that's why I didn't want Paul to say it because the seven, one that said seven is definitely not the best. No, seven episode seven is Return of the Jedi. No, is it's it? not. No, it's no, no, it's six. Oh, Return, six. Of, Return of the Jedi six. Yeah. No, yeah. seven is uh, Force Awakens or whatever. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that one. How so. many Rocky, the one that, how many Rambo movies are there? There is there seven Rockies or is Rambos? There, is there? Is there I know there's seven, there seven Rockies. If you include Creed, there is seven. Yeah, including okay. Creed and Balboa well, and those. Creed, yeah. then Creed Fast one would be Furious too. Is another option. Fast okay, I'm not. I'm not doing no. Fast and Furious. I'm I sorry, think it's, if it's if it's not Rogue One, it's Harry Potter. Which would, I do the, like which would be the last. Which would be the last one, right? The last uh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. was the Deathly the Hallows. Was that six? What was the seventh Bond movie? Oh, that's a good call. That's if that was like talking. GoldenEye or something, that'd be. If it was hard. GoldenEye, that was it. I don't, I don't think yeah. that's it, though. Can't I think we're still on the end of Connor in second. <laughs> or maybe a Timothy Dalton. Uh, list oh, of who's Timothy Dalton? No. Right. Um, go, boys. Go. Diamonds Are Forever was number seven. That was okay. All right. Who was Bond okay. in that one? Um, That was the Connery. Yeah, yeah. That's we figured we were still on the Connery's, yeah. That was okay. All right, cool. you guys. That was the last of the Conneries. It, w- it went to Bam, the done. Roger, Roger it. Moore. It's done. You have no more. No, baby, we're done Bye. because we got it now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, which of the seven deadly sins is committed most in the 40K universe? This is hard to call. Um, all of them. <laughs> I don't think we can take that answer. I'm sorry, Dustin. Uh, I'm gonna that's say... a good question. I mean, pre pre Slanesh, it was a hundred percent prize sloth gluttony. Um, uh, but Post yeah, the, the Slanesh, al- you're talking about Slanesh and Dark Elder. I would say it's uh, yeah. What what is what is the one I'm thinking of? It's not it's not lust, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it lust? But it's yeah. not. Okay. Why you know what? I've seen I've seen it's, the 40k universe and it looks really dirty, so I'm gonna say sloth. It's lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, Glut- wrath, envy, pride. Oh, greed! Oh. It's greed. Greed, greed. greed. Yeah, greed. that that's it. Yeah, greed oh, for man. sure. Greed number yeah. one. You could make a case for wrath depending on which novel you're reading. True. Is it Bolter porn or wrath? Um, 
<laughs> we could we could break down the different like I think um, all of them actually have a, actually have a uh, an argument. Different age. We could break down the different ages of the of the forty first millennium. For, the forty first millennium is broken up into all of the def- the deadly sins. The the um the war in the heavens between the Necrontia and uh, the Catan versus the old ones. That was envy. Straight up envy. Oh, yeah. see. We're the actually onto something here. Was envy. We're yeah, onto so something. The chat officially thinks you're wrong. They think wrath because there is only war in 40. It's true. That's there, true. There is. Is that really wrath though? War is not necessarily wrath. It's just what else could war killing be? people? You kill people. You don't have to. Like, it's not necessarily wrath. That's it's not what you, you do it. You do it to survive in there. It doesn't necessarily mean. You know what? In the 40th millennium, I don't think killing Lego. is a sin anymore. <laughs> it's just, just not a thing anymore. <laughs> Killing's not a sin. It's just an action. It's just an action. It's just a way of life. (laughs) Okay. How good was 40K 7th edition really? I loved it. It's actually... actually, What part of 7th edition? Um, I loved the core rules of Seventh Edition. I actually still like the core rules of Seventh Edition quite a lot. I played them in I played them in Horus Heresy quite a lot, and still think that's a great rule set. The everything that was wrong with that edition was the periphery stuff. All the, the powers, codexes. It, well, yeah, yeah. If you if you ripped, if you just literally ripped out endurance and invisibility, that core rule yeah. set is fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, if you just yeah, you had to basically like invisibility is what made that kind of difficult for mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, I think seventh edition um, was just a compilation of getting more, more powerful every time. There was that was this before nerfs were a thing. Just in order to make things relevant, you had to make them stronger than the last thing that was strongest. Mm, that was that yeah. was what seventh was. It was it was the true inaction of power creep. We like yeah. the, the the the. It's unavoidable. They have designed power creep now. Like we couldn't we couldn't pretend it wasn't there anymore. Um, but and, and yet, like I still think fondly back to seventh edition. I still think very fondly of those games. I thought there was a, still a lot of nuance there. Um, once you got to like Death Stars versus Death Stars, it was a bit stupid, yeah, at the extreme. Um, but I enjoyed like I enjoyed trying to crack Death Stars with crappy lists. Like yeah, that um, was a fun that was a fun mechanic, and I mm. I actually love the ideas of formations. I think we've talked about this on previous shows too. I love the idea of giving you a buff. But forcing you to take certain things, I love that idea, and I want that to come back because just not with the yeah. way it was before. It was I cool would concept. love the Decurian detachment is still my favorite way to build an army, like mm-hmm. the, the Decurian style detachments. It's just the buffs were way too freaking good, way yeah. too good. Now, that was the thing; yeah. like the idea was awesome. This the buffs were too good for all, yeah. the ones that you that, that's what I mean. Like, it's, like seventh edition is good, in, good, good intention, poor implementation. Yeah, uh, because there it is. Everything that, was that, everything. Yeah, that's the TLDR right there. That was Lego. it. Adam nailed it. All right, last one. What food could you eat for seven days a week? Uh, hot wings. Hot, specifically hot wings. Speci- eh? you can just, I thought you were going to say tacos. I don't yeah. know why. Well, you put tacos t- work too, but hot wings, it's like it's like perfect category. It's like uh, low calorie, fairly, depending on which sauce I'm with or what you eat. Oh, you're, thinking, you're thinking health-wise too. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> What food would um, you eat to well, be healthy too? Okay, hot, hot wings is actually a really good answer because it's different sauces, a different meal. Like you're not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah tacos and hamburgers high on the list, but you know, I'd, they'd have to roll. Me I don't out think of I could. I I could. I might actually be able to eat tacos seven days. Burgers, I couldn't. I couldn't do burgers every day. I could legitimately eat sashimi every day of the year. Mm. Sashimi. Well, oh, okay. What fancy. kind of sashimi? 
What kind I of love, I love it. Um, well, tuna is always the best, but my favorite is actually okay. swordfish. Or I don't think I've ever had uh, yeah. sashimi swordfish before. It's very, very nice. Red uh, maybe it's, really maybe like it's an Australian tuna. thing because that's fish we have locally here. I'm not that's sure. That's true. I but um, yeah. tuna, can't go wrong. I could, I could eat sashimi every day of my life. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's clean. It feels good. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someone someone said Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Marys. Uh, real. Hey, you could have you could have seven food. bad nights and seven good mornings. For I guess I mean I, actually I don't care for Bloody Marys. <laughs> seven good mornings. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, yeah. I don't like the tomato juice or the vegetable juice. Whatever nice. you use for it. We have we have pizza. Yeah, is another answer. Dicky, what's yours actually? Uh, I think the wings are actually a pretty smart answer. Mm, uh, I think so too. So I'm, I'm gonna go with wings. Yeah, I like the stir fry. That's my go-to my, meal. My okay. first answer was going to be eggs because you just cook them different every time. I only eat my eggs one way though, so that wouldn't work. Yeah, that doesn't I work for those, those of us that do. But that. I make some mean scrambled eggs. I'm telling you, really delicious <laughs> scrambled eggs. Fuego, <laughs> gentlemen. Good to know. Good to know. Out. Oh, okay. That's our show. I know we got that. We got the fourth event squeezed in there. Uh, can't promise that every time, but what we can promise you is tournament stats and also some commentary about who we think is going to win, what you're going to, how, what, what you're, what you're going to need to beat, uh, those types of things. We didn't go too much into that because we, we talked about the, uh, the fourth event this time. And then that palate cleanser at the end, a little bit of fun stuff, uh, to kind of get us out of that, uh, crunchy worm of 40,000. We were just, uh, spending about an hour talking about crunchy and rad a blast. Yes. Not the one I said a couple of weeks ago. Crunchy. Yes. Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is our great. show please do not forget to like share and subscribe for folks that came and watched us live really appreciate it uh love participating with the with the fuego that we do i you know not just kidding i really enjoy this each and every week and i'm, and I'm glad that uh y'all seem to as well uh adam and dustin anything you want to add before we wrap this up um absolute pleasure get yeah, enjoy some games I, the doom and gloom of nephilim i'm not i'm not i'm not buying into it i think this is nope. awesome Nope, I, I, I'm loving it right now. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing more of these events and talking about it with you boys. We'll see y'all next week. See ya. Bye.